0: The Rams go to 2-0 in impressive fashion. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Powell Ford Mineral Wells Coaches Show right here on S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media, as the Rams get the shutout against Fort Worth Western Hills, 36 to nothing, to go to 2-0 on the season. This week, it's going to be a tough one in Benbrook, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. First off, I do want to apologize for this being up late this week. Uh, normally, I have this one up on Tuesday afternoons, uh, sometimes Wednesday, uh, we record our sideline-to-sideline side shows, which, by the way, you can hear the 4A version each and every week, Grant and I, talking 4A football. We also do 3A and 2A. Um, but uh, normally, I have them up by Wednesday at the latest. We have a lot of issues this week, just one of those weeks. We usually we usually have about two of those every football season in a 17-week season. We'll have two weeks where things just don't go right, uh, and this was one of those. And so all the shows from Wednesday on got delayed uh, so I'm putting this up Friday morning. In fact, it's like 7 in the morning as I speak. I do apologize for that. But, hey, you have something to listen to on the way to the game if you're going to Ben Brook. But anyway, we do want to thank our sponsors, Powell Fort. You can find them at 1416 Southeast 1st Street right there in Mineral Wells. You can also give them a call, 940 325 Three, one. You can find them online at jackpal4.com. And if you go there, and you can almost do the whole car buying experience right there on the website. So even if you're not in Mineral Wells, take a look at Powell Ford. You might be interested in what they have. You can get pre-qualified. You don't have to use your Social Security to do that. You can check out their inventory. If you have parts issues or a service issue, you can find the phone number there. You can even order parts online. So check out jackpowelford.com. And we do appreciate them for being a sponsor here on the Mineral Wells football show. Speaking of, if you would like to be a sponsor as well, get a hold of me. Uh, you can email me, Terry, at s 2 sportcom Or you can text me at four six nine six zero five right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's the head coach of the Rams, Coach Cody Wall, right here on the Powell Ford Mineral Wells Football Show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame resistant garments, please visit our online store at l4frclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See abla español. Terry Bennett back here on the Powell Ford Mineral Wells football show. Now joined by the head coach of the Rams, Coach Cody Warren. Coach, 2-0, and oh, man, this head coaching thing's easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been teasing some of my colleagues, you know, everyone's texting me, you know, congratulations, all that. And I told them I, I may just retire. <laughs> so at they just go out on top
0: <laughs> heck yeah end it now <laughs> 36 to nothing against Fort worth western hill and, and let's be honest you and i talked that fort worth western hill is not a great team but when you play a not great team you need to go out and you need to dominate and that's what your rams did
1: well we, we did um you know and they had some you know pretty good skill kids I, I was worried all week honestly i mean they they've got some some fast kids over there where at any time, they could you know they could go to the house, and so I was really, I was really pleased with how our defense played. Um, they they played really good, sound football all night. They got pinned down deep um, on one of the drives, and then we came up with a huge turnover. And uh, um, I, I was just really pleased with how our kids played. We we made some mistakes on offense. We fumbled the ball down at the one yard line going in, lost it, and and fumbled a punt return, and, and just had some 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 stupid uh, mental penalties that we've got to clean up um, um but to come out with a win when making those mistakes it's always nice
0: well and you talk about that they have the skill position but they they struggle on their lines and the best way to usually beat a team like that is you hit them a lot and that's what y'all did y'all were living in their backfield
1: yes I, and like i said our, our defense coordinator Brett holman he came over um with me I actually played with him at salina and uh he he was coaching at Salina, and so I knew that he was, you know, been ready to be at that DC, and and uh, he's doing a really really good job. He's actually bringing some new stuff that we haven't done in the past, you know, under under my dad, and, uh, um, you know, I'm, and I'm we're mixing both my philosophy with his philosophy, but it's all on the same defensive background, and and he's those kids are playing hard for him, and they're playing, you know, just flying around with the football making plays.
0: All right. Now, when you first got this job and, and we were talking about doing a coach's show, and I, I kind of was like, so what do you have coming back? And the first thing you talked about was Preston Harrison. You talked about how big he was. You talked about how fast he was. He didn't play in game one. He plays in game two. What's he have? Three touchdowns. And, and I, I saw the film, and man, he is special.
1: Yeah. He he had a really good, you know, first game of the year. And, um, our, our quarterback also threw some really good footballs. Um, Owen Gad threw through some, I mean, he was six for six on the night. We've obviously called more pass plays than that, but he was six for six with four touchdowns and three of them were to Perez and Perez, the difference maker. I mean, you can't coach. I mean, you got, you know, the cliche thing is to say you can't coach speed, which I, I sometimes disagree with. I always believe you can make kids faster. You're not going to turn a four, nine kid into a four, four kid. Yeah. That's not going to happen. But, um, but you, the one thing you cannot coach is size. And that's something that he has. I mean, he's six, six, you know, over 200 pounds, and can run and he can catch the football. And so he's a weapon that we've got to utilize. And we got to get find ways, more ways to get the ball in his hands. Um, you know, handed to him on jet sweep we did the other night. And uh, just, just getting creative about how we can get the football in his hands because he touched it. Uh, four times last week and scored three touchdowns so those percentages are good so we got to keep you know keep finding ways to get press the ball
0: and you bring up your quarterback Owen Gad and you know your offense is always going to be predicated on run first and sometimes we all mm-hmm. joke about some of the quarterbacks in the systems that y'all have been in they throw the ball well but they look like punts but Owen Gad yeah I mean he was hitting receivers. And it is easier when you're hitting a six, six wide receiver, but, but he was hitting him in stride. I mean, Owen Gad has, especially on those rollouts, really pretty form and a pretty ball.
1: Man. Owen is exactly what I want out of a quarterback. I mean, first of all, he's very smart. He can command a huddle. He's a leader, Um, but he is gifted. He can throw the football. And uh, a lot of people, you know, they understand that we're going to be a run and we we always will be. We're always hang my hat on running the football and you know, and controlling the game in that aspect, but he's definitely a weapon that that is coming out of the shell. He 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 struggled a little bit week one, and people you know have kind of questioned him. I mean, he was 0 for four. Obviously, we threw more passes, took a couple of sacks, he ran the ball, um, and he missed a couple of receivers, and but he was the least of my worries. Um, and I told people, I told people at our at our coaches breakfast on Friday morning, I said, listen, Owen is our guy. And Owen is the the least of my concerns because um, I just I've seen him all summer long. Um, he caught my eye um, when I took this job when when he was the first day out there playing seven on seven. I mean he he's got a gift and he can like I said he's pretty daggum accurate and can throw it pretty deep as well.
0: Well you know it's weird quarterbacks are just treated differently by by the fans and the media and everybody you look at a baseball <laughs> pitcher a baseball pitcher can go out in one game and he throws a one-hitter and then the next game he gives up 10 hits and everybody goes oh he just didn't have it today that's okay quarterbacks are the same way when you're throwing the ball once the ball releases your hand results vary and so for for people to to not understand that quarterbacks hey they have bad games even great quarterbacks have bad games Mm -hmm. I'm always in awe of how high school kids can handle that pressure
1: no doubt and uh you know I went through that when I was in high school when we you know when I struggled uh, there at Solana um, and Owen is the same way. And, and you know, I learned a valuable lesson even when I was playing and, and I found out this quick, the, you know, the head coach and the quarterback get way too much credit when things are going good and, and you know, way too much blame when things are going bad. And so, uh, and Owen, Owen can take it. I mean, that's, he's pretty cool common collective um, when something bad happens, he gets frustrated with himself, um, but he's, a, he's got a short memory. And that's what he's got to have. And, and uh, like I said, He's just a great kid. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's
0: on my team. Now, bring that up. You, you were a quarterback at Salina. Do, do you when, when you're, you know, as an offensive quarter and now as a head coach, do, do you basically use what you went through and one day we'll have a show about that cuz yours is a unique situation. But do you use that as a coach to to, you know, tell, you know, when they have a good game or when they have a bad game like, "Hey, I've been there. This is what's about to happen?"
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've coached the quarterbacks for my dad, you know, being an office coordinator, I still coach the quarterbacks and I always told them and I, and I would share that story with, with them when I was in high school and, you know, kind of went, went down. So I always know that the, I, number one, you're our guy and I've got your back. Yeah. And, and that's my biggest thing because when things weren't going good for me in high school, you know, my, co- I knew my coaches had my back. And so, um, you know, i never forget coach, Coach Ford, Coach Elliott, and um, Coach Rick Jones, my quarterback coach, just coming up to me and giving me, you know, when I had a bad game, coming up to me and just filled me for uh, full of confidence. And that made dividend. It changed me. I mean, I'm really relying on those coaches. And I've I also told our, you know, uh, you know, our other team members, you know. You know, my teammates built me up. You know, you know, you know, gain, I gained a lot of respect for those guys that really reached out to me when I was struggling. So I always reiterate that, too. Not just the quarterback, but if somebody has a bad game, you know, being a good teammate and go and and, and lifting those guys up.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, it was always important when we played. But to me, that is even a 1,000% more important now with the social media because the fans, some of them with good intentions, some of them with bad intentions, they can legitimately reach the player and the player see what they think other than – like when you played and I played, our coaches could insulate us from that because nobody was going to say it to your face. And so yeah. you could be <laughs> insulated by that. The coaches heard it all, but you didn't. Now, man, those kids, they get it directly from the fans.
1: No, yeah, No the keyboard warriors, you yep. know, I mean, and, and they've always been around, but now with technology, you know, at, at what it is now, I mean, it's so easy to get on there and be a keyboard warrior. And man, listen, I'll be honest with you. I, I quit getting on that chat three or four years ago. Yeah. Man. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, there was some problems with, you know, and, and I, I'm a big believer of, you know, they should post their name. If they're going, they're going to say what they got to say, they're going to post their name on there. But, you know that stuff honestly doesn't bother me, and we've talked to our kids about that. You know, stay off that. That's for fans. And a lot of times, uh, you know, in years past, it's been our kids. You know, just riling, riling it up, and I'm like, just stay off of there. That none of that means nothing. I mean, it really does. But all it is, is, a distraction, and only porn can come out of that. Um, but yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, kids getting made fun of or getting singled out on social media—that's just the something that i guess we have to adapt to because it's
0: not going away no i I totally agree with that and (laughs) good or bad i guess though i I, one of the things that i think that's changed is like and and i don't have a problem with this but like back in our day if a kid if 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 your opponent talked trash you were ready to fight now when an opponent talks trash they all just kind of laugh and slap each other on the helmet and and it's like who can get the best joke in so it is (laughs) kind of fun seeing that side because these players all know each other through social media
1: no, no doubt. And that's a good way to keep up with, with, with each other. And, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just remember the days, like you, you didn't talk to any one of your opponents unless you ran into them at the mall or something exactly you know? <laughs> or seven on seven. I mean, that's when you saw those guys, but they keep up with each other now, you know, whether Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, or X, I guess is what it's called now. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it, it's just crazy how social media has changed so much.
0: All right, let's go to our next week opponent because this is going to be a tough one. You, you've got a Benbrook Bobcat team that has taken lumps the last couple of years, but they're all very young. And as you and I were talking before we started recording, they're young and talented. I, I think this is y'all's toughest battle to date.
1: Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. Um, they they kind of check all the marks. I mean, they're big up front. They can move. Um, the quarterback's very solid. Doesn't make very many, uh, many mistakes at all. He can, he'll run it. He, you know, he'll sneak in there and run, you know, run it on you. And, and he's effective, um, you know, but their defense is solid. Uh, their two defensive ends are dang good. Um, I mean, really, really good. And one of them is the kid that comes in and plays running back for him. When he's back there, he looks like Earl Campbell. I mean, he's six three two fifty five 255 is what he's listed at. And when he gets downhill, they get him in the pistol and run zone. And when he gets downhill, if he gets to the linebacker's level, um, it's, it's a whole another show. Um, he's going to put, he's going to run with his pads down, running over people, stiff arming people, uh, coach Slater and his staff do a phenomenal job. You know, I, I kind of praise them for playing all those younger kids last year when they were one and nine and taking their lumps, but developing those kids, um, into the team they are now because they're dang, they're a dang good football team. I've, you know, I've been watching them on film all week, you know, just trying to get a weakness here and there. And there's not very many weaknesses. They got tall receivers um, that they throw the fade ball up to and take shots down the field. And they're just a really solid football team.
0: Yeah. This is legitimately, and I always call it basketball size, but this is legitimately one of the taller teams, uh, that I've come across on, on all the games that I'm researching each week and stuff. It literally looks like everybody is six foot two and taller. (laughs)
1: Yeah. There's no doubt. Their linemen are huge. If you stand up against their linemen, they're just going to drive you back. I mean, I've seen on film multiple times against Sanger and, uh, um Iowa park where if you do stand up, they're going to drive you back to the linebackers laps. And, and when you get, and not just the big, you know, the big running back, they rotate running backs and all of them are effective and all of them are different. And so that's the other thing about playing them is, you know, one of one kid comes in the game with kind of a whole nother, um, you know, mindset when that, you know, for, there's a shorter kid coming again, but maybe quicker and faster, you're looking for him to cut back. And, and you're waiting for, you know, the running back to find a different alley that way but when uh, the big boy comes in um you know it's about to be physical and you better bug your neck up and, and stick your nose in there
0: well you, you bring up a, a, an interesting thing you talk about their size and, and it, are you the type of coach that you tell your team look these are big boys or are you the type of coach that tries to keep that like hey you'll see it when you get there i, I know different coaches do it different so are you more of the hey these are big boys we got to chop some trees or do you try to keep that away from them
1: no, I'm, I'm pretty honest with our kids. Um, I'm pretty honest with the kids cause I don't want to be shocked when they see them for yeah. the first time. And, uh, and so I try to mentally, mentally prepare, um, uh, you know, ourselves, you know, our kids. And, you know, that's something that I learned from my head coach and high school coach Ford, a uh, Butch Ford is, you know, you know, his famous saying was, you know, if it was a team that we knew we were going to beat 50 to nothing, um, you know, he would tell us on Monday, um, you know, we're not playing Notre Dame this week, yep. um, but by, but by Friday night, he is convinced that we were going to get beat. <laughs> and so I always thought he did a really good job, you know, getting us prepared on Friday night throughout the week that this team was, was good. And, and, and I didn't have, I told our kids on Monday in Scraverport, guys, it's the best thing we've seen this, this year, scrimmages, games, whatever. Um, and it's not even close and we're going to have to play a four quarter game to have a chance to beat them.
0: Well, and this goes back to the, the, what we talked about, they can see these guys on social media and stuff and you're a new coach trying to establish trust. And what's the point of not telling them the truth?
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. And and that's, that's my deal is I don't want to tell them that, you know, they're, you know, not very big and that we're, we're going to be just fine. And then them go out there <laughs> that them go out there on Twitter or something and say, coach, this kid said he's listed at six, five, you know, or, <laughs> six three and you said he was six foot and so there's just not a you know those tricking those mind tricks that me and you got played when we yep. were in high school you know <laughs> it's uh you can't really do that these days
0: here at l4 media we talk high school football 4a 3a and 2a in texas we talk east texas sports we talk nfl guy talk movie and booze we also talk wrestling and so much more and you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. I want to remind everybody if you have any questions, thoughts, or comments for Coach Warl, Coach me, or coach me, <laughs> for Coach Warl or me uh, about the show, about 4A in general, uh, just email them to me, Terry at s2sports.com. Uh, if it's a show, if it's an, a, a question for him, let me slow down here. If it's a question for him, uh I'll I will put it on the air if I feel it fits the show. Like if it if it's something that's going to be about what's going to happen, you know. So if you're if it's week seven and you're question sending a question about week three stuff, uh, probably won't uh, play it. That doesn't mean I won't ask him and maybe give you what his answer is. Uh, but just know that again, Terry at s 2 sportscom This this is going to be your test right here, your first big test. Um, the next three games you've got. At Benbrook, then you've got Sanger and you got Graham, and Sanger and Graham uh, both are really solid this year. Benbrook is really big. Uh, that was a really, in fact, they beat Sanger to begin things. Just to kind of give you a little calibration after this game. Uh, they beat Sanger to begin things this year, forty-nine to twenty-six last week in a dogfight with Iowa Park. Uh, held on to beat them thirty-four to twenty-eight, but uh, they they have a team that last year was one in nine. If you remember, uh, Mineral Wells won that game. I think it was twenty-eight to fourteen. But a, they were in a lot of their games like that one. That was a two-score game. That's a close game. Uh, They lost three of the other ones by you know a touchdown or two. Uh, But more importantly, it was a one and 9 team that was full of sophomores. So they all took their lumps. And sometimes you, you, we always joke, Grant and I, on our Sideline the Sideline show, that, you know, especially during the uh, Big Arts preview show, we'll be like, wow, man, that defense, you know, they're returning eight starters, and then you go look, and, they, you know, they gave up like 70 points a game. And you're like, oh, do you really want those returning starters? This is a team that you did. This was a team that the talent was there. They're just the, – last year they were sophomores playing seniors. Uh, and, and that's even great sophomores. It's very rare when you have a, a team full of them. Uh, that you're going to have a lot of success. But the thing is, man, a bunch of them, they hit those growth spurts. I mean, when you look at their roster and, and you look at all the six foot threes, six foot threes, Kate uh, Cross, tight end linebacker, really good player, six foot three, 220. Their quarterback, Colin Thompson, really good player, six foot one, 180. Uh, Adrian Cardina, six foot one, 270. Chris Harris, six foot three, 225, and runs a 40, clocked at 46. Uh, this is a fast, fast, Athletic team. I think this is a team that inside that district is going to cause some issues. 4 3 to 4 a Division 2. I think, you know, Godley's the favorite, and they're 0 2, but you got to go also look at who Godley's played. I know this isn't the Godley or 4 4A show, but just kind of fleshing out this Benbrook team. Uh, but Godley's lost to uh, West and Quinlan Ford the last two weeks, All both of them in competitive games. Uh, so Godley was kind of the favorite going in because Glenrose Rose is reloading this year. Uh, but I think Benbrook's going to win that district. I think Benbrook's going to be a tough matchup for Mineral Wells, but a good matchup as, you know, th- this is how you get better for district play. When, you know, whether you win or not, playing these matchups against good teams gets you better for district play. And you're going to get that over the next three weeks, and then you're going to hit 4-4A Division One man. That first district game against Wichita Falls is about, what, a month away. In fact, almost literally a month away. So this next three games, even four, counting Gatesville on the road, uh, the Hornets are, are a little down, but they're, they're still usually a, a six and four at worst type team. Uh, so the, the rest of the non-district schedule, this is when it gets tough. And that's why it was so important to get those two wins early. Not only for confidence, but uh, just to, to, to get into that groove, to get into that, that consistent winning attitude. You win your first two games of the year, that, that carries over, even if you end up having a tough one in week three or four. But let's see what happens, man. This is an interesting year. We're, we're getting into the meat of it. You, that first week's kind of like, okay, we're just back. Let's play the game. And then the second one, you're starting to finally get into that that controlled, regimented you know, each week. And then week three on, that's when it's, it's football full-time. As a team, everybody knows what their schedule is. They know what's going to happen at you know Friday at two p.m. on a road game, uh, and so this is where you start to see the team start to form and where the team start to come together, and it's going to be a fun ride for the Rams. And we do again want to thank Jack Powell Ford for allowing us to be a part of that. And as you can check out Jack Powell Ford online at jackpowellford.com. All right, Ben Brook tonight. We'll talk about it next week right here on the Powell Ford Mineral Wells football show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.